Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same. Raising Rice's podcast, where we are here to share our convictions, especially when it comes to parenting. And today we have another topic that is one that I feel like is frequently talked about in Christian circles and in non-Christian circles alike. And it is a challenge to many parents. Yeah, today we want to talk about directing the hearts of kids with strong personalities. Yeah, so what are our convictions when it comes to strong personalities or just any personalities of our kids and the specific dynamics that they bring to our family? So, you know, we hear that kind of comment along, oh, my kid is strong-willed, they are hard, they have this certain personality. And the truth is, we believe it is our conviction that each person is made uniquely by God and that the Lord has good works prepared for them ahead as they grow in him. We are all made different and the Lord has good things in store. Yeah, so while it is true that we should all be growing in Christ's likeness and that we seek to train our children and, and admonish them to grow in the Lord and to grow to be more like Christ. That is true. But I think it also should be recognized that everybody has a different personality and different strengths. And the Lord really gives those to us for the good things that he has planned for us in his kingdom. And to try to cookie cutter everybody to be exactly the same is really to undermine possibly even the Lord's purpose in somebody's life. Now, we have six kids, and I can tell you something 100%, that none of them are the same, (laughs) that none of them have the same personality, and that all of them have strengths and weaknesses. And I can also tell you, because it tells us in the Bible that all of our kids are going to walk through something, something that's going to refine them, something that is going to provide a challenge or trial in their life. And that is for the sanctification of our kids and us parents. Yeah, the Lord works through trials. As we face trials, it reveals our character. It reveals how we trust God. And it's an important part of our sanctification process that our faith grows as we walk through trials. And I think the other thing that we want to add to this conviction is also that as our kids have different personalities, those traits are exaggerated or or show themselves in good ways Mm -hmm. through faith. And they also are sometimes what reveal themselves through sin. And it might be the same character trait. And so that's what kind of what we want to talk about today is how we handle, for example, someone who a person might say is strong-willed. How do we take that and show and, and build the good quality of that without squashing who that person is 
but also not allowing that to be a, an excuse for sin. Right. So we're talking about in our character development here, and we want to make sure that we are addressing both to you, the listener, and to us as a reminder that we are not dealing with <clears throat> behavior. We are dealing with a heart issue. Right. The We have to understand the difference between whether it, it is something that's a behavior and what the heart issue behind it is. So some of you might be arguing, but if they're argumentative out of a position of pride, then that is sin. But they could make a good apologetic for what they believe out of a posture of humility, and that is actually a good trait. And those things might show up in the same kid or in the same person that you are discipling. And so understanding that you're not necessarily addressing the action of the argumentativeness, but that you need to be addressing the heart of pride that lands behind that or the heart of disobedience that might be behind that argumentative statement. We have a friend um, that actually we go way back and her parents had the same kind of philosophy that um, she has good, strong opinions and thoughts or will, whatever, you know, the vocabulary choice is. And her parents wanted her to learn that it was okay to to express those thoughts or those positions that she was feeling however she needed to learn how to do it with humility so first if her father let's say asked her to go sweep the kitchen this is just a random story and she has already swept the kitchen or has something else that she feels like is more pressing she could say may I offer a petition mm-hmm. yeah may, yeah may I offer a petition and and it was a way to say, I I have some information that I want to make an argument for, but I want to present it respectfully. I want to respect present it with humility, not out of pride. Right. We had our kids do something similar when they were younger. When they were younger and going through the why phase, oh, right? Yeah. Always why. We would like ask them to do something or direct them in a certain way. And our response that we required from our kids was, yes, mama, first. Right. And then they could ask their question. But that we wanted to put them into a position where they were choosing to obey and yet then could ask for further clarification. Right. So we need to be... Um, discipling and disciplining towards truth. And so we, we have to be focused on our kids' hearts in those moments that their heart posture towards the instruction is obedience or their heart posture towards the direction is of humility, not in pride. And so is having an opinion or a preference sinful? No. But we do have to teach them to not hold their preference or opinion above an authority in their life, an authority of their parents, and ultimately the authority of Christ. Because you can run into some major apologetic issues and some major doctrinal and theological issues down the road if you all of a sudden have a habit of holding your opinion 
higher than the authority, then you start reading the Bible through what you think must be right, not through what the Bible says. And you know what? The Bible is so good. It gives us an example. A huge, huge player in the Bible did this very same thing. There, and that man actually went through a name change. Yeah. Was Saul, became Paul. And if you remember, Saul was zealous. To kill Christians. He was a zealous worker <laughs> of evil. and But that was his personality, was right. the zealousness. And it was being completely misdirected and used for a sinful purpose in an evil way. But it wasn't his personality that had to change. It was his heart orientation away from the pride of how he was a, a Jew of Jews and towards being zealous for the Lord. Yeah. Pride got in the way. Self got in the way, right? But the Lord rescued him, gave him a new heart and a new name, and still kept his same personality. His zealousness, what was once to hurt Christians, now was to heal the broken, to zealously preach the good news, regardless of what trials and and tribulations came his way. He did the same personality before Christ and after Christ, but you could see the heart issue was changed. Right, and so as we think about our child that might be able to be labeled as strong-willed or zealous or opinionated or, or whatever character quality you want to say, we have to be careful not to label that thing as negative, but to understand that we have to pursue the heart condition of sin or righteousness that is behind that display of personality. And so this is the, that's the challenge, really, is that strong personalities often display that sinful heart condition maybe even more strongly than other personalities. But what we want to take a moment here is to encourage you that that's not a bad thing. That might be a hard thing, but that is not a bad thing. We should be so grateful in actuality for the revealing of that sin issue, even though it's big and loud and can cause a lot of maybe turmoil in the family. We need to be grateful that we see that sin because hidden sins issues can be harder to parent in the long run. But when we see when sin is revealed in our children and we are able to stop and point them back to the heart of Christ, in those moments, we are making eternal significance in the hearts of our children. Thank you so much. We want to jump in here with a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, we want to interrupt this podcast today to let you know that it is brought to you by Heritage Home Family Farm a Christian family seeking to bring a legacy of flavors to your table. This family is passionate about building the family culture and making homemade with ease. They have a series of spices, loose leaf teas, and baking mixes available to make delicious, clean, and easy homemade food at your table and in your kitchen a possibility in today's busy world. Find out more at heritagehomefamilyfarm.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I think you said that, Marissa, in a really great way that we need to see 
our sin, that the, the sin of our kids being revealed to us through their actions as a good thing. Although as a parent, selfishly, it's easy to see that as a bad thing or a hard thing. Like, oh my goodness, here I go. I have to interrupt what I'm doing and discipline or correct my child. But that is really a blessing. What an opportunity to see the heart of your kid and be able to direct it and point it towards the Lord. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard because it distracts from maybe what you had planned, right? But also maybe it's hard because it reveals some sin in your own life. Yeah. What a convicting thing it is to be faced with sin and responsibility and we want to have a sinful reaction to that in our own hearts. I always say the saying, ask me how I know. <laughs> ask me how I know that it reveals the sinful nature of my own heart because I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've walked this. And so as we talk with compassion and encouragement and love to you, we are coming from a place of walking through the same, um, same race with you, right? And it's not a sprint, it is a marathon, and you may stumble and fall. You may trip on a rock every once in a while, but we can get up and we can finish the race strong. Yeah, and we want to encourage you that it is something that is important for us to not give up, to, to not succumb to our own sinful heart or our own sinful desires, but to be really pressing forward and finding conversations with other believers that are encouraging to us that point us in a way to continue to serve the Lord more and more faithfully in our walk and and as parents. And so we hope that this conversation is that to you guys as well. One um, kind of encouragement that we would like to give that also can be presented as a challenge is not to get stuck in this argumentative back and forth with your kid. Yeah, so if your kid is uh, arguing and they're coming at it from a sinful heart place, it's easy, and, and I can get sucked into this really easy, it's easy to all of a sudden just engage in the argument. And try to either logic your way out or to convince, but really we're just folding or succumbing to the argument. Yeah, or we're even fueling the fire of the sin underneath when like if if they're arguing out of a place of pride because they think they're right and you argue and argue and argue, then if you lose that argument or you even give credence to that argument, I think you're you're allowing more of a place of that pride to engage. For example, if you don't argue and you ask questions and you address the heart issue behind the argument that's being presented to you, then then you have not acknowledged and kind of been sucked into the argument. But if you just engage in the argument at a surface level, then you've given a foothold to that pride because that, that pride or that arrogance behind the argument worked. And now instead of obeying or instead of you know, respecting the authority, they've they've engaged in an argument, and now it it has a place. 
I have a recommendation Two, actually. One, obviously, we gave you the example to start early on. So if you are a parent now with young children, to start that expectation of obedience right away, all the way, and with a happy heart. And if your kid is older and you're starting, you know, you you come to them. We always say this. Come to them with a humble heart. Apologize for not doing the word of the Lord. And express how you're going to move forward. Lay out the plan in that humility. You are modeling what it looks like to be following the directive of the Lord. But my recommendation is this. If there is a child who is trying to engage in an argument, be careful that this could be a delay tactic. Be careful that they could just be trying to win the battle and encourage them to obey first and then tell them you would be happy to talk about whatever their grievance is afterwards. It is amazing how just a delay of time can soften a heart. Yeah, and submission to the Lord and his word is really what we're working towards instructing our kids too. And and that is the same as we teach them to approach scripture. It's that same tactic. Like you might read something in scripture and it seems like, well, how, how could that be? But if you submit yourself to the word first and, and take it in with a humble heart, then the argument against it becomes harder to make. And, and so these things really like, I don't want to over spiritualize a, a, a random conversation about obedience that you're having with your child. But I really do think like, as we are ambassadors for Christ, these things play a role in how our kids approach the truth of God's word as we teach it and as they read it for themselves. So modeling obviously is very important. Um, Confessing to your kid maybe a story where you didn't have a submissive heart to the Lord. Sharing about your lifelong learning pathway, right? Like we have an opportunity to dive in deep in our own spiritual walk and reveal that to our kids. We also have the opportunity to remind them that all we do is unto the Lord. And ultimately, parents, and I preach this to myself, we have to remember that true transformation happens through the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. And that there are times when our kids are young and they may not have chosen or are walking in the faithful pursuit of Christ And in those moments, sometimes these steps might not have the credence or the results that we want because their heart hasn't been changed to Christ. Right. Yeah, that's a great reminder that in all of our conversations that we have here on the podcast, there's no extent of magic formula that you can do that saves your kids. But I think we should expect that through faithful teaching of the word and through an example of living rightly and humbly before the Lord, I think we should expect that the Lord will do a work in their heart. Yeah. One other thing that is in this challenges section that we want to address before we kind of wrap things up is it, it might be easy to think 
that that child's argumentativeness or strong personality or prideful heart just is an issue for that kid. But unfortunately, it can be damaging not just to them, but also to others, either those in the family who are the closest to them or friends around them that can be persuaded to follow the leadership and modeling of that person over the authority of the parents and over the authority of scripture. And this is especially a word of caution. If you have an older child, they play such a significant role in the family dynamic when it comes to their younger siblings. We have unfortunately seen people in our lives that an older sibling has chosen to be um, rebellion, a rebellious spirit, argumentative, um, prideful, and we've seen it trickle down to the other siblings underneath. We learn through what we see, right? And so that would just be a word of caution. I think that the Bible addresses this, making sure that we um, know what our jurisdiction is as parents and that we are diligent when they're young and when they're middle and when they're old, right? Yeah, that we have to continue to disciple the heart of our kids and that we have to then, you know, judiciously pay attention to the relationships that our kids have with each other and the influence they have on each other and and rightly teach each of them not not assuming that because you've taught something when they were young that it carries on as they grow i'd also like to in this challenge section just give a challenge to us as parents there is never a time where we shouldn't be on our knees praying for our children. Mm. We should be praying for their hearts. We should be praying for the way that the Lord is going to use them greatly in the future. And we should be praying for our our dependence and submission to Christ as we parent them. As we are the ambassadors to Christ and sharing and showing the gospel to them, would our words just be bold and courageous and would their hearts be open to receive the good news of Christ? Amen. So important. So in summary, we want to encourage you to address the heart of your kids. Train them to be ambassadors for Christ. Train them to be apologists for Christ in the way that God created them. Don't get sucked into just addressing the surface behaviors, but remember that through prayer and through discipleship, the heart of your kids is really what matters most. Remember, God created them to be who they are, and equally, God created you to be their parent. So be encouraged. We hope you are. If you wouldn't mind giving us a subscribe or follow, that would be awesome. Reviews always help to spread this podcast to other listeners that we may hopefully encourage them in their walk in raising households that serve the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.